الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الا ان اولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون الذين امنوا وكانوا يتقون لهم المشرى في الحياه الدنيا وفي الاخره وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكن اعبد الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders hazrat anas radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu says that when rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam came to madinatul munawwara last nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was in makkah mukarrama and under great amount of persecution trial tribulations and then the ansar of madina munawwara came in the 10th year of nubuwwat NES 116 and ND 70950 please remove the vehicle that's obstructing somebody NES 116 ND 70950 so anas radhiyallahu anhu explains that when nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came to madinatul munawwara so this was first in the 10th year of nubuwwat the ansar came and 12 people from the ansar they pledged their allegiance on the hands of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the following year after they had gone back and made an effort and islam spread 70 ansar came along and on the way they discussed among themselves that how long we are going to leave nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam being persecuted in this way treated in this manner and they came and presented the invitation that allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam should now leave makkah mukarrama and come over to madina munawwara and they will protect him and guard him as they do and protect their own wives and children so in any case this was the initial part of it and eventually nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam then made hijrat on the command of allah tbaraka wa taala and came to madina munawwara but the point that we wish to take from here is that the answer the alano says that the time the day when nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam entered madina munawwara adaa minha kullu shay'in that on the coming of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam everything suddenly brightened up there was a light everywhere in other words everything could be perceived to be brighter and then he says that that day came when eventually what is the decree of allah tbaraka wa taala and that which will befall every single human being kullu nafsin zaiqatul maut every human being has to taste from the cup of death so that day came and finally allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam left the dunya so he says and that day came azlama minha kullu shay azlama kullu shay suddenly there was a darkness around 
that light which we perceived was no more to be seen. That special light. And he says, وَمَا نَفَضْنَا أَيْدِيَنَا حَتَّى أَنْكَرْنَا قُلُوبَنَا He says, we had barely just come back. We had barely dusted off the sand from our hands. And we found that there's something lacking. There's a change that we can perceive some deficiency in our hearts as a result of not now having the direct reflection of the nur of Rasulullah upon us. That, that direct reflection was now obviously no more there. What we understand from this is, one is Allah's Rasul وسلم, who can ever imagine what is the reality and what was the reality of that brightness, that light, which reflected on the hearts of every person. But what is understood from this is that to the extent that somebody will follow in those footsteps of Rasulullah make ittiba of Nabi Wasallam's way of life, to that extent they will benefit from this brightness and they will reflect as well. And the day comes when they have to leave, they go along with this. It leaves a certain kind of lack of that brightness. And the Ahlullah leave, this is something therefore to be very, very concerned about that then it requires even more effort. It requires even more effort for a person now to do what is supposed to be done, stay away from what is supposed to be refrained from. Because that special light is now no more there. The bandhas of Allah Ta'ala, the special servants of Allah Ta'ala will continue to be existing till Qiyamah. That is something which is the system of Allah Ta'ala. But as each one goes, then that vacuum can never be replaced. That deficiency that has come in that amount of light, that can never be replaced. Whichever of the Ahlullah, whoever it may be. All Allah Ta'ala blesses with some special light, but then they go, that light is gone. NJ14396. J14396, please. In any case, just to take this further, it's Allah Ta'ala's hukam. Arif Billah Hazrat Mawashah Kim Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullahi Alayhi. Whatever Allah Ta'ala had willed, whatever life was decreed for him, the time came when he had to leave. But we have to take the lessons and move on. We have to take that talimat. The sheikh is not going to remain forever. The sheikh will someday move on. Hazrat Masihullah sahab rahmatullahi he used to say to his associates in his lifetime, sheikh kab tak saath rahega? How long the sheikh is going to stay with? Sheikh ke talimat saath rahenge. But the talimat and the teachings of the sheikh, that will remain. That depends on whether a person was holding on to merely the personality of the sheikh only or holding on to his talimat and his teachings in his lifetime. He was holding on to only the personality of the sheikh but not concerned about what he's really imparting, what is he teaching, what is his advices. The person was very, very uh, fond of being in the company of the sheikh, of being 
some service of some service to him, making his khidmat and doing various things for him. But as far as the talimat were concerned, he was doing his own thing. As far as the advices were concerned, he was not too interested in that. Then when the sheikh is gone, obviously he's going to be neither here nor there, he doesn't know where to turn. But in the lifetime of the sheikh, he was adhering to the advices of the sheikh. He was holding on together with the personality, he was holding on to the talimat. Then that will stay with him. That will continue. Because life, life is limited. Every person will come. And whoever has come will one day go. Nobody is going to remain forever. So the thing is to hold on to the talimat of our Ahlullah, our Kabir. Whatever they have taught us, whatever their mission was. The aspect as far as others was concerned. So what can be encompassed? But this was approximately maybe seven, eight years ago, a little more maybe, maybe ten years ago at the most. It was at that time that Hazrat brought out this kitab called Char A'amal, the four actions. And at that time he would personally also make bayan of this. And initially at that time, when he just initially brought this out, then in the day there used to be sometimes four majlises in the day. Sometimes he would give some bayan, sometimes somebody else, whatever the case is, at the end of that bayan, for even five minutes, he would instruct somebody, most of the time, Hazrat Nisab, to revise this charamal, sometimes four times in a day, four times in one day, and day in and day out, and he said, Mera Sattar Sal, at the time it was, his age was about 75, whatever. That over 70 years of experience, he was already 80 years, so 70 years he's talking about, Mera Sattar Sala Tajruba hai. It is my experience over these 70 years that if these four things come in a person's life, inshallah, the other things will become easy. Not that nothing else left to do. It's not that there isn't anything else to do. But if these four things come in a person's life, the rest of it, inshallah, will become very easy. And the two very simple things are the external self and the other two things of the internal self. He says that these are the things that generally people find the difficulty in. If they bring this is this in, everything else will become easy. As far as the external self, and in the light of all the ahadith, and whenever this was explained with all the proofs and dalils, we don't have time to go into that now. The aspect of the beard, one fist length, not to cut it below that, and having the garments always above the ankles for males. How did you say emphasize on this? In the light of the various ahadis. And what emphasis has been placed upon this in the hadith sharif? And the other two things he would say, person brings in control his eyes, don't look at any haram, and bring the heart under control. Don't let the heart wander around. Don't let the heart be in all kinds of haram thoughts or any haram thought for that matter. And any waswasa of shaitan comes, dispel it immediately. Recite, La hawla wa la illa billah. Turn the heart and mind towards something positive. He says, these four things a person brings into his life, the rest of it will become easy. And if we think about it a little carefully, as far as the zahir is concerned, if a person has brought these two things, everything else is very simple, very easy. He's got nothing else to worry about. He'll very easily adopt everything else. The beard, the garments, and the rest of it is very simple. 
And as far as these two aspects are concerned, the guarding of the gaze and the guarding of the heart, then this is the, Hazrat used to say, the recipe for wilayat of this time. In previous days, the mujahada people made in the khanqas of the mashayikh, Hazrat Raipuri, Rahmatullah and various other khanqas, daily the person's zikr, somebody is reciting the kalima 124,000 times daily, somebody 100,000 times daily, somebody 50,000 times daily, and for a long period of time, somebody would stay for four months, somebody six months, and this is the training they're going through. This is a mujahada they have to make, besides other things. Since this time, with a little bit of other few things that Hadith is to prescribe, person brings this under control, brings his gaze under control, don't engage in any haram glances, and keeps his heart under control, and the other zahir, he says, my, this is my 70 years experience, this is the prescription for wilayat of this time. Doesn't mean that nothing else is left to do. But if this comes under control, everything else will become very simple. Very easy. And the amount of questions that come, of major crises in people's lives, major problems, which are leading to unspeakable havoc, you analyze it and you bring it down to what is the root factor in most cases. Sometimes there's other things also contributing. In most cases, many of those issues, the root factor in it is the gaze and the heart. The misuse of the eyes, which led one thing to the other, and the wrong thoughts that the person carried on harboring in his heart, which led one thing to the other. The root factor were these two things. Many a person would say it directly, and a person sometimes would not say it directly, but round about it comes back to the same thing. And this was Hazrat saying, my tajruba, my 70 years experience, bring these two things under control, together with other zahir aspects, and this is the prescription for wilayah, the person will become the wali of the time. So this is the lessons that he left us with, together with many, many things. And this is what we need to adhere to. Just in this time that we have, very briefly, this was the wasiyat that Hazrat had written in his lifetime after he had suffered the first heart attack. And then in 1999, this was written on the 5th of July. In his own hand, Hazrat wrote these little points, this wasiyat as his parting wasiyat. And there are many things here. I will just read a few things, one or two things. Everything we'll find a lesson in it. And this is what the whole mission is all about, for us to take those lessons. Otherwise, if we just uh, made the khidmat of the sheikh, we entertain the sheikh, etc., etc. But if the talimat of the sheikh weren't adopted, then that was in reality not qadr of the sheikh. That was an appreciation. Appreciation is that that mission, what he's his heart's cry to bring that into our hearts. And his heart's cry was, Bas sab choro Allah ka ban jao. Leave all the other things that are aside. Everything that distracts from Allah wa ta'ala. And become the true servant of Allah ta'ala. And Hazrat used to say, Sab kuch karo. 
Whatever halal enjoyments Allah Ta'ala has given, enjoy it by all means. Whatever halal enjoyments Allah Ta'ala has given within obviously reasonable limits, by all means enjoy it. Just ek kaam na karo, guna na karo. Only one thing don't do. Don't disobey Allah Ta'ala. Don't disobey Allah Ta'ala. Whatever else, everything is fine for you. So, in any case, these are the aspects that Hazrat had mentioned. The first point he mentions here is, Alhamdulillah, ye faqir makruz nahi hai. Alhamdulillah, I am not indebted to anybody. I don't have debts that I owe anything to anyone. This is point number one. While this is on the one hand, a point that if somebody does come and claim, he's cleared it up up front. That too is important. Number two, that this too is a, if it was not mentioned, there would still be that nobody might come and claim, but that's still the doubt that perhaps something is owed to somebody. So that clarification was necessary. But in that is a lesson also. That a person should as far as possible be without debts. As far as possible, a person should be without debts. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Wasallam teaches one dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minal faqri wa dain. Minal kufri wa dain. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika minal kufri wa dain. Ya Allah, save me, protect me, grant me refuge from kufr. What a thing is being asked for first? Kufr, obviously, the worst thing that can be done. But side by side, Nabi Wasallam is saying, what dain? In the same breath, and save me from debts. So kufr, anybody understands that this is the worst crime a person can commit. Nothing is forgivable if a person left this world with kufr. But to ask for protection from debts in the same breath, there's a lesson in it. Because how often debts become a means of kufr also. How many times it happens, Allah forbid, that a person sells his iman in order to pay his debts. Because of the weakness of iman, now the person is steeped in debts, and what not a person does, sometimes it's kufr in reality. And then there's kufrun duna kufrin. There are lower levels, which is disobedience actually. Those disobedience also happen often as a result of debts. And how many times a person takes debts for the sake of disobedience? So that lesson also is something to take to heart. Thereafter, I won't read those next two, three points, but as in principle mentions various things that are in his use. He says, these are already the property of my son and I merely am using it as a person who has borrowed it. It's, I have merely borrowed it. So tomorrow, it must be known that these things don't belong to me. So he says, all my things, everything that I have that is usable, I don't own any of these things, not a single thing. Every single thing of these things are all belonging to my son, and therefore this will be his personal property only. And thereafter he said, whenever something comes to me, some hadiyah, etc., it stays with Hazrat Mirsab, it is written there that these are hadiyah, whatever. So this is something which is part of my property, the inheritance will apply to it. Indeed, Hazrat Yusu, obviously, people would come out of their love, they would give him hadiyah. But what was this hadiyah then used for? Hazrat Mufti Amjad Sahib, Naud Barakatuhum, who is an ustad in Darul Mazadwal, he had once, about two years back, or three years back, or three years back, he spent about three to four months in the Khanqa, 
writing the commentary of Hazrat's Kitab Faizan e Muhammad, where all the Ash'ar are compiled. So in three volumes, he had compiled the whole commentary. Now the issue came to publish it. Now in three volumes, it needed to be published. And obviously now when you're publishing something, you can't print 50 and 100. It doesn't, it's not, one book will cost 1,000 rands. Eh? So it has to be done in a quantity that makes it feasible. But then the cost of that entire printing is massive. So now the printers want some payment up front because they got to start buying the paper and start doing the work. So at least half they want up front in the balance. So now the issue came that this kitab is ready for print. So it must go for print, but now the printer wants the money. So when this issue came up, immediately Hazrat said, yeah, called whoever was there, Hazrat Hafiz Yaw Rahman Sahib, who is Hazrat Khadim, used to be his Khadim and personal attendant. He used to also look after the, whatever Hazrat's things were. So he asked him, how much is there in my money? So, and this I heard personally from Mufti Abdul Sahib, who was personally in, in that whole discussion. Because he just compiled it, he went, presented it, and this discussion came. So, whatever the amount was required, this was a little bit, maybe a little bit more than that, slightly more than that. Say so there was 800,000 rupees. I said, yes, kuch de And that kitabs were then distributed to all the ulama-i kiram and whoever, all, whoever was capable of taking benefit from it free of charge. And that entire printing cost has paid for it and in one breath that 800,000 rupees he gave it away. So sometimes it seems that mashallah a lot of hadaya are coming etc. But behind the scenes what is happening that not everybody is aware of. But the Ahlullah's heart is something else. They in order to keep the heart of the person giving it they accept it. Otherwise, they are independent of these things. So in any case, this was the aspect that he mentioned regarding various other personal items and the things that he owned. Thereafter, the aspect that is for every person that was associated with Hazrat, for everybody in general, that writes, on wasiyat karta hu apne nafs ke liye, aur apne tamam ahle khandan aur ahbab ke liye. This is a wasiyat I am giving for my own self first and foremost, for my own self, and all my family, and all my friends. This was Hazrat's tawazu and humility, that he always referred to his murids as my friends. Never ever referred to somebody, this is my murid, my friends. This is my wasiyat to all of them. That every moment of life and every breath sacrifice it on the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Every moment, this was the words that used to just repeatedly come from his tongue, her lamha, her nafas, every breath, every moment of life, bas khuda par fida karo. Sacrifice it for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Don't let anything go against the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Or ek lamha bhi, Allah Paak ko naraz karke koi haram khushi apne nafs mein na laye. And even for one moment, don't displease Allah Ta'ala and bring any haram pleasure in the heart. 
For one moment also, don't bring any haram pleasure in the heart. Or agar kabhi khata ho jaye, to toba wa istighfar aur ashkbari aur ahozari se apne mola ko khush kare. And if there is some mistake happens sometimes, insan is insan, he can slip somewhere. If a mistake takes place, then sincere toba and istighfar and ashkbari aur ahozari. These words also, these, all these words, we're always there. The Ahlullah, the pious personalities, they used all these words. But Hazrat really made these things like part of common language. These things weren't so well known in the common public. These kind of words were not even generally used or heard. Besides in the very special circles. So Hazrat is now, this was his continuous language. Or Ashkbari, that with the flow of tears and with pleading to Allah wa ta'ala and begging him, Please, your Rabb. That, that mistake a person has made, he's made a mistake, but a person shouldn't be sitting in that position then. And not take it casually, something happened, fine, now we carry on with life. No, to wash that off. To wash it off with the tears of Toba. The ocean, the water of the ocean won't wash it. But one tear in sincerity will wash it. One drop of tear with sincerity will wash that. So this is the thing that is required. Thereafter, the next point Hazrat makes is that tamam zindagi salihin ka ehtimam lazim rakhe. That your entire life make it compulsory upon you to adopt the company of the salihin, the pious people. This is the key to everything. There were four things with Hazrat Yusuf speak about as the prescription for a person to remain safe and progress. One is used to, the first point he used to make was that gunaho se muhafazat, to stay safe from sins. But in order to stay safe from sins, the second point, asbabe gunah se muba'adat, to stay far away from the means that take one to sins. One is to say, be safe from sins, but if the person is going to be in the lion's den, then he's going to get attacked person is going to be in environments which are not conducive to taqwa. He's going to be in environments that are sinful, where things are, the temptations are against taking a person away from Allah Ta'ala. Then he's going to get caught up. So, asbab gunah se muba'adat. The third thing was zikr ki mudawamat. Constancy on the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Daily, whatever the ma'amul is, whatever is the prescription, not to let that be missed one day. One day, ka, this was also Hazrat's words, zikr ka naga, ruh ka faqa. That the day the person has missed his zikr, his ruh has starved. Like a person didn't eat for the whole day, he feels terribly weak. At the end of the day, he can really feel the weakness. Likewise, the ruh has starved that day, the day the person missed his zikr. But just that we don't realize that where the effects are going. Now he feels, well, I missed it one day, nothing happened. But suddenly he's not realizing that that gaze that was under control, is now not in control. He's stealing glances now. His tongue was under control, he's suddenly not under control. He's saying things which he shouldn't be saying. His heart is not under control. This as a result of the weakness now that has come because he's missed his zikr. And the fourth thing which was the key to all this, nek logo ki musahabat. And this is a point that Hazrat is making here, that tamam zindagi sohbat-e-salihin ka ehtimam lazim rakhe, regardless as compulsory. 
The person, the type of company he will keep, that is the type of what he will adopt, the type of life he will live. Or apni munasabat ke kisi murshid ka saya apne sar par rakhe. Whoever, apni munasabat. This is a very important thing. Hazrat never ever drew somebody that you should join yourself to me. Says wherever your munasabat is, your compatibility. Wherever you find your compatibility, but make sure you have somebody above you. That a person who doesn't have anybody above him, then the doorway is open for nafs and shaitan to take him where they want. And then the next point, as it says, is Mali Muamlat me taqwa ka nihayat ehtimam rakha jaye. Mali Muamlat, person's monetary dealings. He says, be very, very conscious of dealing with taqwa. Adopt taqwa to a very high level. Unfortunately, many a times, our tasawwuf is restricted to inside the masjid or at other times for our zikr, etc. But not in our business affairs. If we've taken some loan to pay on time, that is not part of our tasawwuf. If we are owing somebody something to return, that is not part of our tasawwuf. To deal with a person with fairness, with justice, that is somehow excluded. Whereas this is a very fundamental part. That is saying that be very conscious of adopting taqwa in this regard. And those who are the experts in fiqh, those who are experts in giving fatwa, then refer to them for your masail. Don't just take it from any radio program, somebody with some degree somewhere, some professorship somewhere, wherever, some magazine, whoever is writing, we don't know what's going on. Somebody has just said something, so it's now, that's it. We read it somewhere, we heard it somewhere. On the airwaves, it was there. Whether the person is somebody, is an expert or not an expert, whether he has the right belief sometimes. Person has got a nice twang, he's talking in a very good, eloquent manner. And he gave some fatwa, but that's it. So, this is something that he's leaving us with these lessons. That together with being very conscious of taqwa in our dealings, together with that, Make sure that you refer to those who are experts in fatwa for all your masail. And among the other things that is mentioned here, one aspect is Meri Ruh Kutin Martaba Surah Ikhlas Parkar Isale Sawabka Ma'mul or Dwai Maqfiratka Ma'mul Rakhe. That all those who are associated with me directly via any of his associates indirectly, then that is saying recite Surah Ikhlas three times daily and uh, pass on the sawab to me, make dua of maghfirat for me, make this part of your daily ma'mool. These are some of the things that are mentioned here. This is something we should try to maintain, whatever more we can do. These are some of the aspects that Hazrat mentioned here as part of his parting advice. Oh, this was written many years back. But this was part of wasiyat, which was meant to be, it is as if, wasiyat is as if, not in reality, as if a person is speaking from his grave. Because that's what the wasiyat is all about, that after I'm gone, this is what I want to be expressed on my behalf. So it is as if a person is speaking from his grave, that this is the only chance I got to say something, this is what I want to say. 
So this is the things that are most uh, important to me, that this should be taken on. This is what the message is. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq of appreciating this talimat, adopting it, bringing it in our lives and living it till our last moment. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala keep us with iman, take us with iman and raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. Make zikr for a few minutes and make dua. صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم ہو جائے میرا دل لکھ میدانے ہوں 
तू ही तू हो तू ही तू हो तू ही तू गैर से बिल्कुल ही उठ जाए नजर तू ही तू आए नजर देखू जिधर और मेरे तन में बजाए आबो गिल दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल नफ्सो शैता दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी पना मुझसा खल्क में कोई नहीं गो बद किरदार नामासिया तू भी मगर गफ्फार है अरब बख्श दे मेरे सारे गुना अब तो रहे बस्ताद में आखिर विरदे जबाए मेरे आशिकों का मीना और जाम है 
آہ راجز آسما ہم دم نابود راز راغیر خدا محرم نابود آہ راجز آسما ہم دم نابود راز راغیر خدا محرم نابود الہی ای بندہ را رسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن الہی ای بندہ را رسوا مکن گربدم من سر من پیدا مکن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہو و لکا الشکر کلہو اللہم لا نحسی ثنان علیک انت کما اثنیت علی نفسک جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہلو ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا و اللم تخفل لنا و ترحمنا لنکونن من الخاسرین رب اخفر ورحم وعفو و تکرم و تجاوز عما تعلم انکا انت العز الاکرم ربنا توفنا مسلمین و الحقنا بالشہداء والصالحین غیر خزایا ولا نداما ولا مفتونین ربنا هبلنا من ازواجنا و ذرياتنا قرة اعین وجعلنا للمتقین اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سیئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسولك ولا تخزنا يوم القیامة انك لا تخلف المعاد الہ العالمین یا اللہ اے کریم آقا الہ العالمین ہمارے تمام گناہوں کو معاف فرما تمام سیئیات سے درگزر فرما الہ العالمین تمام سیئیات کو حسنات سے مبدل فرما یا اللہ فگیو آل او میجہ ان مائنہ سنز یا اللہ الہ العالمین فگیو دی سنز آف دی نائٹ یا اللہ فگیو دی سنز آف دی دی یا اللہ فگیو دی سنز ویف کمٹڈ دلیبرٹلی یا اللہ فگیو دی سنز ویف کمٹڈ بی مسٹیک یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ کلنس اللہ فرگیو اوور فرنز اور فیملیز یا اللہ فرگیو اوور ریلیٹیوز یا اللہ فرگیو 
the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ilahul alamin, forgive the ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, whatever conditions are prevailing upon us, we acknowledge it as a result of our actions, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, we have brought down your wrath and azab, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, forgive us, ya Allah, and shower down your rahmat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the wrath, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant the ummah the tawfiq to do those a'mal that will bring down your rahmat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, grant us the tawfiq to remain on deen, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, keep us steadfast on the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Allah, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, keep us on the tariqah and on the way of our kabir, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, keep us moving on their guidance, ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us be a means of sadaqah jariyah for them, ya Allah. Let us be a means of their ruh becoming happy, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, fill the cover of Hazrat, ya Allah, with greatest anwarat and barakat, ya Allah. Granting the highest stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. All of our kabir and all the ahlullah, ya Allah, that have passed on, ya Allah. Fill their covers with nur, ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Give them the special place in ala illiyin, ya Allah. Grant them the special place in jannatul firdaus, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Don't deprive us of their barakat and anwarat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Enable us to follow their talimat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, keep us steadfast on deen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the, ya Allah, deception of nafs and shaitan, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. All the work of deen that is taking place, accept it, ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayah spreading far and wide, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, the ijtima that is to take place, ya Allah, accept it, ya Allah. Make all the work easy, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make it a means of hidayat, ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat throughout the world, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make it a means of hearts turning towards you, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, save it from all the kinds of fitan, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, you protect us and protect the, the entire ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, protect the iman, the a'mal, the life, the wealth, the property of every Muslim, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, ya Allah, all those who have passed away, ya Allah, forgive them, ya Allah. Fill their covers with nur, ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us with the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ilahul alamin, take us on iman kamil, ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on tawbat al-nasuh, ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, fill our covers with nur, ya Allah. Make our covers gardens of jannah for us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us a shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alamin, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, all those are sick of them, shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ilahul alamin, all those are in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked for. Ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good. Ya Allah, whatever Nabi Islam some sort refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh. ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب